It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan world. It's great to have you all out there listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce Master Plan, author, speaker and consultant, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. In honour of the start of this new year, we're cramming 10 whole episodes into January because January is a great time to review how you did last year and work out how you can best improve on that this year. And I've put together this 2017 e-commerce growth series sponsored by Vico, the number one inventory software, to help you take it to the next level in 2017. I have to give a huge huge thank you even to our sponsor Vico for enabling this series to happen. So Vico is the number one inventory software that allows you to sell across multiple marketplaces such as eBay, Amazon, Magento, WooCommerce and Shopify. You can try Vico for free today at info.vico.com forward slash e-commerce dash masterplan. I've seen behind the scenes of the Vico software and it's an impressively easy way to manage the sales and delivery of your product wherever it sells. And as you all know, I'm a big fan of the power of successful deliveries to get those repeat customers. So far in this 2017 e-commerce growth series sponsored by Vico, we've heard from a winner of the Shopify Builder Business Competition, and that's an episode packed with great tips and advice, and also from our experts as to what they think will be the key to success in 2017. Today, we're going to be catching up with another e-commerce business owner, one who's juggling her growing e-commerce business with another job, a scenario I know a lot of you deal with, which is why I thought it would be a good topic to cover in this series. Plus, she's got lots of marketing and customer service tips for you as well. So let me introduce you to today's special guest. Chantal Wellovitz is the founder of Equichoice, a bricks and clicks store selling the products your horse would choose. The business started in 2006 as a bit of a hobby and online now does 10 to 15 orders per day. Hi Chantal. Hi Chloe. How are you doing? I'm doing great, how are you? Yeah, not bad today, thank you. Um, I've just given our listeners a very quick overview of you and your business and where you are right now, but can you tell them a little bit about how you got started off in e-commerce? Yeah, um, before Equichoice, I had no retail background aside from working in supermarkets as a teenager um, and no e-commerce background. I was an HR consultant. Um, My daughter was born at the end of 2004 and the HR consultancy that I did was at the time specialising very much in mergers, acquisitions, restructures, that kind of stuff. So Quite often it meant being away from home a lot and working long hours. It really didn't fit that well for me with my idea of how I wanted to bring my daughter up. So hence Equichoice was born as a a kind of, it it kind of had two two angles to it, I suppose. There was the the, the one side of it thinking, oh, you know, perhaps in the future this could grow into something and I can work around Jasmine and when she goes to school, I can do the school and all that sort of thing um, and uh, not have to be dragged off elsewhere. Um, and also kind of, you know, I got horses at home and I was pretty geeky about talking about horsey stuff and I thought it would fulfill that passion too. Oh, cool. So it's kind of a, a, a meeting of problems and passions. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of, it was it was a new challenge for me as well. I mean, I I'd, I'd sort of took a year off from maternity leave and then it's like, right, well, what do I do now? <laughs> so I was still doing some HR work, but um, 
I could do it standing on my head, really. I mean, I'd, done, I'd been doing HR for so long. And I really wanted a bit of a new challenge. And this just, I mean, it, it, was, it really just kind of fulfilled my passion and, and gave my brain something to think about that was something completely new. Cool. Well, look, I want to come back to kind of that juggling of, of HR and e-commerce a little later on. But first of all, let's let the, um, let the listeners know a little bit about your business as it is right now. So where are you in the world and where are you selling to? Okay, well, we're based in Lincolnshire in England. Um, most of our customers are in rural parts of the UK, but we do also ship worldwide. Um, so, yeah, we sell products, your, as you said in the intro, products your horse would choose which always sounds a bit odd to people who aren't horsey and <laughs> usually raises a bit of a giggle if, if, if I'm at a networking event. Um, but generally, our ideal customer is somebody who's probably competing with their horse, maybe in dressage or show jumping or eventing. Um, but more importantly, they're really concerned with having products that are built with the horse's comfort, the horse's happiness, health and performance in mind. So that's really what we're looking for um, in terms of products. Okay. And the, what platform are you on? I'm on um, Volusion at the moment, um, and we also sell through eBay and Amazon. And we also have a, a showroom for local customers to come and kind of touch and feel products. Uh, hence the bricks and clicks angle. Exactly, yeah. Cool. And um, are there any widgets or plugins you've got in that Volusion site? Um, well, one of the drawbacks with Volusion is that it doesn't particularly like integrating with anything so um, we use the Volusion live chat add-on um, but other than that um, um, use MailChimp for email marketing but, but no it's a bit limited on, on add-ons other, other than those. So do I take it from the way you said currently on Volusion that there may be plans afoot <laughs> to change? Yes <laughs> <laughs> yes um, it's been a bit of a rocky ride with, with Volusion to be honest um, and it's just one of those things where uh, we just haven't gelled, um, I think it's fair to say. And th there are some things it does really well and other things it doesn't do quite so well. And some of the things it doesn't do quite so well are deal breakers for me. So I have hit the point where I think, you know, do you know what, I, I just need to, to move. And I think at this moment in time, my thinking is it's either going to be Shopify or it's going to be Magento with my leaning is pretty heavily towards Magento at the moment. Ah, but that's cool. not a done deal at the moment. Cool. So what's, um, if you don't mind me asking, what's pushing you towards Magento instead of Shopify? Because I say the majority of people we have on the podcast are all on the Shopify side. So <laughs> I I, I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think um, part of it is drawn by the um, the integrations, which I know that Shopify has a lot of integrations, an awful lot more than Solution does. Um, Magento, I think, has got so much flexibility with it, and Volusion is the second system that I've had. Well, sort of the third system because we we did kind of go to flip onto Magento Go, but that was timed really badly because about two months later they announced they were killing it, oh, which right, wasn't man. ideal. <laughs> um, but I started off on uh, Celadec, which. Um, Again, had its limitations, and then I specifically wanted to go into the cloud. And, the, you know, you, you mm. do have, I mean, Shopify and Magento, I think, are two completely different systems. And, you know, the key thing is, do I want something that's kind of built, it's done, it's all there, 
can't really do anything to, to change it all that much, but it's all there and it's all maintained and that's it. Or do I want something a bit more bespoke that might be a bit more techy, but that, you know, when I come up with these wacky things that I say to a techie, right, I really want it to do this. And I go, mm, no, I'm not sure about that. With Magento, they're more likely to be able to do it. Um, so Shopify being the former sure. and Magento being the latter. Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, I mean, they're, they're both they're both great systems. So it's just a question for me, I think, of which of those two routes do I want to go down? Oh, well, um, well, we're actually record. I should let the, let the audience know we're recording this one a little bit ahead of time because this year I wanted to make sure that I wasn't badgering people out there for interviews in December when you've got quite frankly better things to do. So um, when this one this one's hitting the airwaves, if if there's been a decision from Chantelle on which one she's doing, I will make sure we add that to the show notes for you all. Um, because- I certainly hope there will be a decision by then because the the, the deal with we've got with Solution at the moment expires in December. Um, now, I think it's probably a little bit short on time to be getting a new system sorted and up and running by December. Um, but um, a, yeah, at least a decision should be made as to which way we're going. Cool. Well, we'll in which case, we shall definitely have it up when um, when you're all listening to this. I'll put an update on that into the show notes. Um, right. So one last question on kind of all the scene setting information for you, Chantal, mm-hmm. which is how many of you are there at Equichoice? At the moment, there is pretty much me with some part-time family help. Um, but I am in the middle of recruiting at the moment for a part-time assistant. Oh, cool. So lots of stuff may have happened by the time this one goes live. And, um, <laughs> yes. I want. I wanted to, to ask you on kind of that team front, and we mentioned it earlier about the HR business, because the HR business that you were running before Equichoice still exists. So yes. how do you find the, and I, I know this is something which a lot of our listeners battle with, is either, either they've already got a job and they're running an e-commerce business in their part time and starting it off, or they've got one business and another business, or, you know, they've just got massive family commitments. How do you go about juggling your time between the two? In, you know, and also in terms of, you know, which needs you the most, which gives the most return. How, how do you deal with that? Well, it's quite an interesting mix, really, because, you know, the, they are both very different in that, you know, HR on tap is obviously business to business. And it tends to be largely retained clients, not always retained clients. Um, sometimes people will just contact me and say, ah, oh, we need some contracts written or, um, we're merging with somebody and we need this sorted or, you know, there'll be something specific. Um, but largely, you know, we've got, got a, a bunch of, um, of retained clients. So who, does that mean um, that, that the, the HR on tap work tends to be either crisis stuff where you've got to put everything down and spend a couple of hours on it or they're buying you for every Thursday or something? They don't buy me for every Thursday. It's pretty flexible in terms of, you know, I'm there when they need me. So, yeah, there is a bit of a bit of crisis management to it. Um, we try and kind of balance that out with, um, for example, I, I've got a client at the moment who um, they've got, got some newly promoted supervisors who need to understand a bit about HR and how they should manage their people. So um, we'll plan some training in for them. Um, I know that they need some contracts and policies written, so that's kind of all planned in. Um, but at the same time, you know, there will be the occasional 
you know, the phone rings or the email goes, and it's like, oh, my God, you know, we've got this terrible, we've got this problem, we don't know what to do about it, can you talk us through it? And sometimes it's a really quick and easy conversation, you know, it might take half an hour to just explain, right, this is what you do, these are the steps, off you go and do it. Other times it might be, okay, do you know what, it's a little bit technical, it's a little bit complicated, would you like me to come to site and just help you with it? Um, and, you know, either do it for you or with you, one or the other. So, and then EquiChoice sits around that. So EquiChoice is the default unless something happens in the HR world. Well, it's kind of, the thing is, um, I mean, I'm slightly ambitiously growing both businesses at the same time, <laughs> which isn't Why ideal. not? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, um, I could do with trying to, finding out how to expand time, but, but in, the, in the absence of that, what I try to do is to really block out my time and when I succeed at blocking out my time this is when I'm I'm really the most productive so I might have Monday Wednesday Friday working on HR on tap as a default Mm -hmm. and Tuesday Thursday Saturday working on equichoice as a a default and then in theory having Sundays off Um, that's the way it's supposed to work now obviously around that the equichoice orders have got to go out every day that's a given and, you know, if an HR client needs me, they need me. So, you know, if they've got an urgent issue and they phone, then, then I just deal with it. So, you know, with the caveat of you know, there are things that may happen in both businesses on days that are not their days. Oh, yeah, because I, um, I suppose Equichoice, the phone could ring or the live chat could twing. Twing? Twang? Exactly. Uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever a live, live chat, chat does. does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, kind of with, with the caveat of all that, then, then they kind of have their days blocked out so that I can at least plan, right, okay, so I'm going to do, I'm going to write a, a blog for HR on tap on, um, on Monday or Wednesday or whatever day, you know, um, I might put out one of those days as an admin day if I'm being really organized and actually <laughs> maybe do some accounts and stuff, but that often doesn't happen. Um, uh, you know, and then on Tuesday, I might say, right, okay, I need to spend today really focusing on uh, eBay listings or focusing on some website development and, uh, you know, uh, doing some more content for, for the website or, or whatever it is, or analyzing the, 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 the results from the Google shopping campaign or, or any of that. So, so it's kind of planned in on, on that basis. So you're, I guess uh, what I'm hearing is your number one tip for anyone planning on or who's juggling, it would be to ring fence some time and commit, whether it's days or half days, to looking after each each thing separately. Definitely, because the thing is that, I mean, these are both, I mean, even though they're both very different businesses and, um, you know, it's, it, it's easier to make a lot of profit in HR on tap quickly than it, well, not necessarily quickly. It's easier to make profit in HR on tap because it's obviously a, a much higher value product. Um, with EquiChoice, it's much easier to get cash flow. So with HR on tap, it tends to be a long lead-in time. With EquiChoice, it's a, it's a short lead-in time, but it's not necessarily so much money. The two balance each other really well, which is one of the reasons why I, I like to have them both. It, it kind of helps in that respect. But, yeah, if you, they can also both be quite reactive businesses. Um, you know, you, you don't know how many orders you're going to wake up to in the morning and they've just got to get dealt with. You don't know what kind of customer queries you're going to get and they just have to be dealt with. Um, and equally on the HR side, I don't know when a client's going to have a crisis for somebody. Um, so, and that just has to be dealt with. 
So if you don't plan out some kind of blocky time out like that, it's really easy to just kind of get dragged in to firefighting constantly, which frankly is just exhausting. Yeah, I think even those of us only running one business can see can see ourselves you know you, you you wake up with this plan and then all of a sudden an email comes in so you deal with that and you deal with that a customer query a product return and then all of a sudden it's, it's four o'clock in the afternoon and you've not done anything so I I think that time blocking can certainly be taken on even by those of you out there listening who only have the one business to be worrying about and to juggle okay well Chantal so we've gone in a little bit to how you're, you're managing the team there and how you're managing your priorities which is really useful and I know the audience would have found that really 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 handy but what do you think is the most awesome thing about EquiChoice at the moment? From, from my perspective running it um, I love the flexibility it gives me. Um, um, my daughter's now 11 years old and I'm a single parent and and yet I've been able it, it hasn't been the end of the world. I've been a single parent for the last, uh, what year are we on? Uh, about five years. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I've, she's, she's done, when she's done gym displays at school, they've had school plays, parents' evenings, sports days, all of that stuff, just the school in itself. I haven't missed a single thing apart from one dis- gym display this year, which happened to be the day after I'd had spinal surgery. So I just physically couldn't th- get there. I think you're allowed um, to miss that one. Yeah, yeah, she was okay with it. You know, she, she understood that was fine. Um, but everything else, ever since kindergarten, I've been able to do the school, school run. I've been here for in the school holidays. I've been able to flex the business around her, which is exactly what I wanted um, when I kind of started thinking about going back to work after maternity leave and thinking, oh, my God, I can't possibly be doing these long hours and being away from her all week. This is, you know, and, and by the way, I'm not knocking at all people that have to do that or people that choose to do that um, because some people do, and that's completely cool. It's just this was the right decision for me, and I love the fact that EquiChoice enables me to do that in a way that um, what my ex-husband used to refer to as a proper job I just don't think there would be a proper job that would exist that would allow me to do to, to, to be as flexible as I am. And, I mean, you know, we've got horses at home as well. And, um, you know, when it's a beautiful summer's day, I can, if I decide I want to go and ride the horses in the morning, then I can do that. And I can start work later. I can work later. Um, I can, you know, I can have a few hours off with my daughter. And then when she goes to bed, I can do a bit more. It's fine. You know, I can I can be really flexible with it. And I'd love that about it. Now, you mentioned about having the horses at home, which is something I, I really wanted to get into because a lot of our a lot of our guests talk about how important it is to be passionate about the product. And I'm mm-hmm. guessing that if you're going to be selling horsey products to horsey people who are a breed of their own. Uh, quite simply, yeah. in the nicest possible way, being not a horsey person. Um, is is it just absolutely essential that you have to be talking the same language and you have to, to love the horses, especially given, you know, given your tagline is the product your horse would choose? I think in this business, yeah, absolutely. Um, because if you don't know what you're talking about, then people are going to suss you out really quickly. Um, and I do think that, you know, they say that, you know, people buy from people, they don't buy from businesses, they buy from people. And I think particularly in this kind of business, that's absolutely true. Um, And customer service is a real big thing for me. 
And I think the fact that I can understand things from the customer's point of view and a lot of the products, as many of the products as possible, I use on my own horses. So, you know, I will have used the products and, and so I, I understand them so much better. I can see the benefits from them. Um, and yeah, I can speak the same language as, as the customers. So, and also, I mean, you know, I think some of the products, and to be fair, I mean, actually, the help that I get is generally from non-horsey people who are kind of learning as they go along. And yes, I'm having to check everything to make sure that, that they haven't completely misinterpreted what a product is or what it does, which is really easy to do because some of them look really weird and wonderful. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of possible to have somebody that's non-horsey working with me. But I think certainly from the customer-facing bit, absolutely, you know, I think having that, that, that passion for the horses really comes through and I think it's really important particularly when you want you know if, if I'm if I'm going to say our products are products your horse would choose and somebody's going to say well why would my horse choose this then I've got to be able to answer that question um, mm. and to do that sometimes it's just it's not quite as obvious um, what the reason might be yeah it's it's, it's so. one which you you need that background knowledge for don't you so on, on the customer yeah. service side what are the, the key things you do and you've done to make sure that customer service levels are there well um i mean I, the thing is i mean you kind of hope that every time you send an order out that it's going to be perfect but the reality is it's not um and particularly i find the more that i have um not that I'm a control freak or anything much, but, you know, I mean, obviously couriers have to deliver the products. So that's completely outside of my control, the way they behave, and sometimes things go wrong. Manufacturers make the products. That's not down to me. Sometimes things go wrong with that, and, and you know, that's not picked up until the customer tries it. Um, but generally, you know, if somebody comes to me with a problem, then, you know, I'll... It, I don't quibble about it. I mean, I had a customer that, that contacted me a couple of days ago and she'd ordered um, a gel pad, which basically goes between the horse and the saddle mm-hmm. to make, make the, A, make the, the saddle keep still. It's a non-slip pad. And B, to be shock absorbing um, to make it more comfortable for the horse. And when it had arrived, she'd taken it out of the packaging and it wasn't sticky. And so she contacted me, and the, from the tone of the email, it was it, it was a little bit like I thought you're obviously expecting a fight here. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I just said, well, yeah, absolutely, the thing's supposed to be sticky. You know, admittedly, it's been in stock for a while, but that shouldn't affect whether it's non-slip or not. It should be sticky. So, completely, absolutely, I'll take it back. Is it easier for you if I get a courier to collect from you, or is it easier for you yeah. to take it to the nearest? Um, shop to to um, to get it sent, and I'll, I can either send you a refund or I can give you a credit towards one of these products, which kind of do the same thing. Unfortunately, that product that you bought has been discontinued, and so she went immediately from being fairly aggressive to oh my god, you know that, that thank you oh. for for such great service, and that that kind of attitude of I'm not going to argue with you. Absolutely, it should be perfect. If it's not perfect, I'll have it back and we'll sort out the problem. So that's kind of one of the things which I suppose is fairly basic. Um, one of the other things is, I mean, as I was talking about, the, my kind of flexibility on my hours. If I'm, a, if I'm at the computer in the evening, I'll have the live chat on um, because that's kind of when the customers are more likely to be around 
mm. not much point I think in this kind of business having nine to five live chat and then switching it off and it's just not going to get used so um, there's things like that also I mean I, I give customers 365 days to return their product if they don't like it they don't like the color the size is wrong whatever as long as they haven't used it they can send it back within 365 days which Again, you know, if they send it back after 366 days, I'm not going to argue about it. Do you um, get many people taking advantage of that? Never, no. Oh. <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but it really gives them the confidence to buy, doesn't it? Exactly, because I mean, one, it's one thing that really bugs me as a customer. I mean, I am the customer from hell. I'm one of those people I've got really high standards when it comes to kind of what my expectations are and quite often get disappointed. Um and it really bugs me with the whole, oh, yes, you've got 14 days to return your product. And if you don't return it within those 14 days, then, no, we won't do you a refund because we don't legally have to. It's not about whether you legally have to or not. Yeah. It's about, well, do I value this customer or not? Do I want to build this relationship? And ethically, you know, they've been on holiday for a couple of weeks and it's turned out, well, they've been away. Mm. Or, or whatever the reason is, you know, it just it doesn't really matter. It's just, well, the customer's not happy. Let's just fix the problem. Oh. So that's kind of my attitude. Well, I love that. If the customer's not happy, let's fix the problem. Perfect. This e-commerce growth series is sponsored by Vico. Vico is the number one inventory software. Vico allows you to sell across multiple marketplaces, such as eBay, Amazon, Magento, WooCommerce and Shopify. You can try Vico for free today at info.vico.com forward slash e-commerce dash master plan. Vico is V-E-E-Q-O. So that's info.vico.com forward slash e-commerce dash master plan. I think it's time to go on to the top tips round. Okay. So I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. So Chantal, first up, your book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? There's probably a few actually, um, but for cash flow, which has over the years been a fairly critical thing for me, particularly when I became a single parent. Um, I remember reading Jim Rohn's book, um, Seven Strategies for Wealth and Happiness, and thinking, why the heck is this not on the national curriculum in primary school? Because I'm sure that that half the the country would not be in as much debt as it is in if they did read it and internalise it or be taught in that way from from a young age. So that would be my first one. Um, I also really love Darren Hardy's The Compound Effect. Oh, an amazing book. And I think, oh, yeah, I think I've read that one about three times. And um, just about anything that Michael Heppel does. I don't know if you've come across Michael Heppel, but no. um, especially his audiobooks. His audiobooks are great because he's got this, this really great Northeast accent, which just comes across brilliant on audio. Um, but he's got this brilliant attitude to, um, and approach to delivering really amazing customer service, but making it really simple. Do you have one so of his books you'd pick out? Um, the first one of his that I read was called How to Be Brilliant. Cool. And I drove my daughter nuts because then every time she'd ask me how I was, uh, she'd go, how are you? And I'd go, I'm brilliant. And she'd go, no, you're not brilliant. You're just okay. And I'm no, no, I'm not just okay. I'm brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> she drove us slightly nuts. But, but yeah, I mean, that, that encompasses a, a whole load of things, including customer service. But he's also got another book called... Um, five-star service, which, you know, really kind of drills down on the customer service aspect, which is, is great. Okay. 
Lots of tips for us there then. So next, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or don't think gets the press it deserves? Well, my, I don't think there's one in particular, although it's, but there is one, but it, it's, it's, it's an integrated approach. So it's the one, my approach kind of, that, that works best for me um, is using Facebook adverts but combined with content and email marketing and then remarketing. And for those things together, you kind of pull, pull out the, the cold traffic and turn it into warm traffic and get conversions from it as well. And the last time I used it, I got, I think it was a 600% return on investment in terms of profit. Wow. So is that a Facebook ad pointing to a blog post rather than a product? Yeah. And then remarketing activity to then bring them back to the product. Yeah, so for the ones that um, they either sign up to email or they buy the product and they end up on our email list, and so we can develop the relationship with them that way. And for those that don't, then they're remarketed too. And also because we've used Facebook adverts, um, you know, we can we, everything's pixeled with Facebook, so we can we can set up set them up as. Um, uh, the phrase has gone out of my head of what Facebook calls it, but you basically get like a customer group yeah. that you can set up and say, these are the people that I want to target. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay, the uh, the tool top tip next then. Maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient day to day? I think for the way of working, the thing that um, that has really made a difference to me over the last couple of months is that every week what I do is, because I've got the two businesses, I take the one thing, what's the most important thing I've got to achieve this week in HR on tap, and what's the most important thing I've got to achieve this week in Equichoice. And I've got this sort of template of a, um, um, a screen backdrop mm-hmm. desktop thing for my, for my laptop, and I basically put what those two things are, and it's there on my desktop every time I look at it. Um, and then the app, I would say, I really like Todoist as a productivity app. Yeah. And it's because it's there as a sort of Chrome and Firefox extension, it's right there. I don't have to go and find it. I can just click on it straight away. And absolutely, when I use it, I'm more productive. And when I don't, I'm absolutely not. I mean, I'm all over the place and easily <laughs> distracted. I like that. That's that's two ways of just putting your, what you need to do right in front of you so you can't avoid it. So it's the, right in my face, yeah. <laughs> so the last top tip then, um, Chantal, is the startup top tip. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? I think it would have to be that, no, you don't need to go and get that loan to buy loads of stock. Um, and uh, yeah, from personal experience, I absolutely fell into the trap of thinking, oh, well, you know, if you go to a tax shop, then you expect them to sell all of these things. So just because I'm online, I'm an online tax shop. So I just happen to be in the ether rather than, you know, physically over there. So uh, I still need to stop all of this stuff, regardless of whether it's going to sit on the shelf for two years before anybody's actually interested in buying it. And um, I self-funded it uh, when, when I did it. But, yeah, I mean, I put a lot of money in stock that actually I really didn't need to. And it took me quite a long time to figure out that, ooh, actually, if I just had a handful of really great products and just marketed them 
and understood that actually I'm a marketer now and that's what, what I have to do is market these products, just do that and that's absolutely fine and that's a, that's a fine way to, to start and then build up from that. But don't do what I did and try and buy a, a whole range of stuff that's then really difficult to, um, to, to manage and also to extract yourself from when you do eventually see the light. Yeah, shifting dead stock is not an easy activity. It's not. It takes a long time. It's painful. Mm. Oh, so an excellent startup tip. And I think the first time we've had that one as well. So that's extra special. So Master Plan World, you can find those top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 84. That's number eight and the number four. Chantal, before we say goodbye, would you like to let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Yeah, Equichoice is online at equichoice.co.uk and we're also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Equichoice. Uh, we are on Twitter at this present moment as we speak. We're not doing a lot with Twitter. That might well be different by the time this goes out. So, um, uh, so yeah, that again, it's twitter.com forward slash Equichoice. Marvellous. And uh, we'll add a link to HR on tap there as well in case anyone's intrigued about that one. So you'll find all of that and everything else we talked about in the show notes. Those are at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 84 or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Chantal, thank you for being on the Ecommerce Masterplan podcast today and for sharing so much of your journey with us. It's been great. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Oh, well, wasn't it great to catch up with Chantal there and find out all about how she's balancing things between those two businesses and those great practical tips for, for focusing in on the customer service as well as, as that quick insight into a Facebook ads slash content slash email slash remarketing system that she's got going that's driving her a 600% ROI. If you're enjoying our 2017 e-commerce growth series sponsored by Vico, then please do spread the word to your e-commerce friends. Twitter, Facebook, over a coffee over, or a pint, or even put uh, one of those wonderful reviews on iTunes. I don't mind which you do because all of them help spread the word to the wider e-commerce audience. And I think they all deserve to hear some of the great tips and activity we've got going on during this series. And of course, make sure you join in the conversation in the e-commerce master plan world Facebook group, which you can find by searching on Facebook or via ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. Next time, just a few days away, we welcome Thomas Smale of FE International for a discussion all about whether you should buy an existing e-commerce business or start your own. Even if you're already set up and running, there's lots of tips in this one for you too. Have a great week and keep optimising. Optimising.